Marine veteran Murph McCarthy is the creator of the cover bag, the best protection for your dress hat or dress uniform cover. Coming up next on Veteran on the Move. Welcome to Veteran on the Move. If you're a veteran in transition, an entrepreneur wannabe, or someone still stuck in that J-O-B trying to escape, this podcast is dedicated to your success. And now, your host, Joe Crane. As a member-owned not-for-profit, Navy Federal puts members at the heart of every single thing they do. Find out more at NavyFederal.org. All right, today we're talking with Marine Corps veteran Murph McCarthy, owner of thecoverbag.com and the women's rugby coach at the Naval Academy. That's pretty cool. So Murph, uh, welcome to the show. Before we get to talking about business and entrepreneurship, as a Marine fellow aviator, haven't had one of those on the show for a long time, tell us what you did in the Marine Corps. Yes, yeah, so uh, I actually, I enlisted right out of high school and things went really well. I was a tower air traffic controller. And uh, I ended up at the prep school for the Naval Academy and then graduated from the Naval Academy in 2000 and then uh, TBS and then went to down to Pensacola and uh, went helos. So went out to the FRS out there in Camp Pendleton, quickly fell in love with it, uh, learned how to fly frogs. Then uh, I went to East Coast and I did uh, two deployments on the East Coast. And when I came back from that second one, there was a bunch of ospreys on the tarmac and I yeah. wasn't sure I wanted to get into that. <laughs> so I, uh, solicited my services back out to camp Pendleton. And then I ended up with the, uh, purple foxes, uh, did a couple deployments with them. And then along the road, I got, uh, I got the, the drone stink on me. <laughs> I had a oh, little yeah. stint with VMU doing drones. And when it came time for me to get out of the cockpit, I actually, uh, my services were sought by people other than myself uh, to go do that again. So I went uh, to VMU 3 and did a couple deployments uh, with those guys. Then I came back to the Naval Academy uh, where I was working in the um, Stockdale Center for Ethical Leadership. And I was teaching leadership. And that's when I started coaching rugby at the Academy in 2011. And then I had one last gig down at... uh, DITRA, Defense Threat Reduction Agency, where I was doing, uh, I was working on the Open Skies Treaty, which is uh, a fascinating gig, if you can get it. And I don't think you can get it anymore. But um, And then I retired in 2017. And, uh, you know, that was my Marine Corps story from the end of high school, 92 to uh, 2017. Interesting. So, you know, sometimes transitions different, you know, retiring, because at least you got that Paycheck of the Month Club membership. But sometimes retirement isn't any easier than, you know, being in, being in the military for four years and then getting out also. So what was your transition like? Well, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do when I grew up. Um, <laughs> you know, I was still like volunteering, uh, coaching rugby and that I didn't see myself ever getting out of that because that was just a really fun thing for me to do. Um, it, it filled a lot of the, you know, what you miss about the Marine Corps stuff uh, for me. But I started looking into a couple different uh, business opportunities. I started a business before I retired, probably almost 10 years before I retired. And that was the cover bag and what ended up being the coverbag.com. And that just grew and grew and grew. 
to where, you know, it, I could definitely take up a lot of time just working that when I retired, but I, I knew that was, I wanted one more thing at least. Um, and that's when I started looking into other business opportunities and I got into fitness. Um, I started a franchise in Annapolis, um, and, and did that. I, I looked at, uh, a number of other franchise opportunities, but I knew fitness was probably going to be what I wanted to do. Right. So was there an entrepreneurial bug inside of you the whole time you were in the Marine Corps or just come about at a later time? Totally. Yeah. Like I've been into that kind of thing when I, since I was a kid. So I remember getting in trouble for selling fireworks in the bathroom at my junior high school. <laughs> uh, you know, I came up with ideas for stuff to put on ball caps uh, slinging t-shirts. Like that was always a thing, but the cover bag was an idea I had when I went to the Naval Academy and you know, you're always wearing that combination cover. Like right. in the Marine Corps, you're lucky, especially if you're in aviation, like you hardly ever even see that thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's in the and you're trucking that thing all around all the time and it's white. And you know, all you got to do is sit on it once or, you know, be holding a, an ink pen that you probably should have retired a week before next to it. And you, <laughs> You got to take the whole thing apart or buy new parts or buy a new one. And I'm like, man, if I just had a bag for this thing. So it was like a couple of years of me sketching out what it sh probably should look like and then designing it. And then, you know, once you make the first couple and then you kind of go from there, but no, I've always had that. Hey, wouldn't this be a good idea? Like yeah. I, I probably come, I probably do that like three times a week. <laughs> yeah. I, I've, I've always been the same way, but I, I think, like, especially when I was, when you're a kid or when you're really young, you have no idea how to capitalize on your idea. Like you have right. no idea how to implement it or execute. I mean, you just don't have those capabilities. And then, especially nowadays with the internet and all the technology and everything and, and Alibaba and China and all these resources that are available, you can, you could come up with a harebrained idea in just a few months, be taking it to market. Whereas like, 20, 30 years ago, it was like almost impossible to do, to do yeah, such a thing. No, and, and that's something you, you, people should keep in mind. Like if you've got what you think is a crazy idea, just keep kind of fleshing it out. And then, you know, for me, it was a, uh, a buddy of mine. He's like, Hey, I got a buddy who's got a hat and bag factory in Newark, New Jersey. Oh, wow. And why don't you send me that sketch you talked about? So I sent it to him and the guy produced the demo really? and that, and that was the first one, like just like that. Dude, that's awesome. All right, hold that thought. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. As a member-owned not-for-profit, Navy Federal puts members at the heart of every single thing that they do. Low fees and great rates, resources to help you crush your financial goals, 24-7 access to stateside member service representatives with award-winning customer service, earnings and savings of $473 per year by banking with us an average credit card APR that's 6% lower than the industry average, a market-leading regular savings rate nearly two times the industry average. I'm still with Navy Federal after 33 years and not going anywhere. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA. NFCU reserves the right to change or discontinue promotions and rates at any time without notice. Dollar value shown represents the results of the 2022 Navy Federal member giveback study. Credit card value claim based on 2022 internal average APR assigned to members. Compared to the advertising industry AP average published on creditcards.com, value claim based on 2022 internal regular savings rate average compared to 2022 industry regular service average rate published by FDIC.gov. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. 
In a startling description, the UN food chief warned the world with words knocking on famine's door. He called what we're facing a perfect storm of a perfect storm. And he's not alone. Barron's published that a food shortage could be coming even in the U.S. Farmers see it too. John Boy Jr., a fourth generation farmer, told Fox News that we're going to see empty food shelves in the coming months. That's why getting survival food is more important than ever now. Create your own stockpile of the best-selling four Patriot survival food kits. It's not ordinary food. We're talking good for 25 years super survival food. Hand-packed in a family-owned facility in the USA and giving jobs to over 200 Americans. They have different delicious breakfasts, lunches, dinners. You can make these meals in less than 20 minutes. Just add boiling water, simmer, and serve. And right now, for the next few days, listeners of the Veteran on the Move podcast will get 10% off their first order at 4 by using code VETERAN. Go to 4 and use code VETERAN to start your stockpile today. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Every wish you could spend less time planning, shopping, and cooking for the family and more time with them. From easy, time-saving breakfasts and family dinners to kid-approved lunches and snacks, HelloFresh has what it takes to keep everyone, including you, happy and satisfied. My wife and I love cooking HelloFresh meals together, and when it comes to options, honestly, more is more. That's why HelloFresh's menu includes 40 recipes and over 100 add-on items to choose from every week. We love how HelloFresh takes the stress out of mealtime by delivering fresh ingredients and easy recipes right to your door. This fall, skip that extra trip to the grocery store and have dinner ready in no time with America's number one meal kit. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50Veteran and use the code 50Veteran for 50% off plus 15% off for the next two months. To get America's number one meal kit, go to HelloFresh.com slash 50Veteran and use code 50Veteran for 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. All right, back talking with Marine Corps veteran Murph McCarthy from owner of the coverbag.com. So um, when I saw your interview come through, Murph, I got to admit, I'm like the cover bag and I went to your website and I saw it and I'm like, ding, I get it. Instant, instant, like, yep, thumbs up. And because my wife and I were Amazon sellers for many years, we're totally out of the business now. Amazon just got to be Amazon was like walking through a minefield. You're like, you're thinking you're fine. All of a sudden, kaboom, your right leg's missing. You're like, what, what the fuck just happened? Anyways, yeah. um, so we're out of Amazon now, but I loved Amazon because like we talked about earlier, when you're, when you're young, you come out with all these harebrained ideas. That's a great idea for a product. That's a great idea. And I could, I could run them to ground and be, and be putting it on Amazon, be putting a great product on Amazon you know, within a few months sometimes. Sometimes that's not a good thing because if it turned out not to be a good idea, you lose a lot of money. <laughs> but um, at least right. I could exercise these ideas for the first time in my life. And so I, I have a true appreciation for a great product. And I remember, you know, getting my uniforms at the Marine Corps shop or at the Marine, the Marine shop in there in Quantico. And I, I think I still have that white shredded cardboard box with my white cover in it somewhere back in storage. And, and I, you know, the whole time I'm like, how am I supposed to carry this thing around? I mean, for 20 plus years in the Marine Corps, I carted that thing around in a cardboard box and somehow it managed to work out for me. When I saw the cover bag, I'm like, Oh yeah, dude, I, I get it. That that's it. Like, like how did you, how did you just come up with that idea? It was just, I mean, I, I get it. It's like, it's like a problem every one of us dealt with, but nobody ever thought of the idea or at least executed on the idea. 
Yeah, well, I always thought, we, you know, they're expensive. So all you got to do is have to replace one. And you're like, man, how do I not do that again? Yeah. And that's where it started. Um, but when I had, you know, that run in with my buddy's friend who said he could make me a demo, I was like, a demo? Sounds like yeah. sounds like I'm in a band. <laughs> but he he produced, you know, the first cover bag from my sketch. And, I, and all I had was like a little couple tweaks. Um and he sent, I, I ordered uh, about 15 of them and I opened up the box of these 15 cover bags and I handed them out to the guys that were doing the color guard uh, for the ball. Like yeah. we had the ball the next night. And when the Marines were like, holy shit, sir, this is awesome. Where'd you get these? <laughs> I was like, funny story. Like I, I invented I that. And they're like, what? <laughs> and then I knew that I had something. Instant and that's when positive I started feedback. really, yeah. you know, Pulling my money together and like spending quality time thinking about how I was going to do it. Wow. Um, yeah, I got like a thousand questions because, and like I said, I'm, I'm a product guy. Like I, I love cool products and the idea behind it. So interviewing somebody that created a product, it became successful because it was just the right idea. Um, and let me tell you, man, I don't know if you realize this, but it is hard to find, to to manufacture something in the U S and it's great that this is a military product, um, which by the way, I want to point out, like I know in the Navy Marine Corps, we call it a cover your, your uniform hat. So the other services, I'm sure the air force didn't call it a cover. They probably called it a hat. Um, I'm not, I'm not sure about the army, but you know, I want to point out a cut. The cover is your official military head piece or your, you know, it's, it's your military hat. But in the Marine Corps and Navy, we call it the cover. So you, your product is called the cover bag. But I suppose you you wouldn't have wanted to call it the hat bag because then it would have just been like anything else. No. So, and I, you know how you always wonder, like you watch a commercial uh, or hear like a radio ad and you're like, I'm confused. But like three minutes later, you're still talking about it. Um, <laughs> I think some of that has, I think some of that has happened with calling it uh, the cover bag, you know, because I thought that I was going to be selling to guys like you and me. Like I thought this was going to be, you know, by the troops for the troops type thing. But I have a ton of customers that are moms, grandmas, wives, and like, they don't know what a cover is. So they're like, I pick up the phone and somebody says hat bag 95% of the time. Really? And I just, I just kind of roll with it. Cause it's one of those, so you got all these old that, ladies you know, buying it too. You're for, still talking about it. So let's keep that up. So yeah. it's like the, the, the red hat ladies club is, is buying your bag for their hats and stuff. Their <laughs> fancy hats. No, they're buying it for their husband's boyfriend's grandchildren. Oh, like this, really? The cover bag is a huge gift idea. Like I'll, yeah. I'll send, uh, I'll sell like six figures worth of these things through the Marine Corps exchanges in a year. I sell a lot more than that to friends and families of people graduating Paris Island and MCRD San Diego. It's, it's absolutely fascinating. And much in the same way as cover bags, hat bags, hat covers, all that stuff. Yeah. My favorite is I, you know, I don't pay anything for advertising. Like I, I tried it a couple of times. It, it, it was to me, it was like wasting money because I couldn't figure out if it was doing anything at all, but people will get on Facebook and argue about what should be embroidered on the cover bag. No, it should be last name, first name. No, it should just be the initials. No, it should be first name and then the middle name and then the last name. And I'm like, this is amazing because it'll go on and on and on. And then the website goes ding, 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 ding. It's fascinating. I love it. 
Yeah, well, I suppose you know, first initial, middle initial, last name, you know, maybe rank before that. Might you know, if you if you're selling them to all the Eighth um, and I Marines, if it becomes a if it becomes a a regular issue piece of gear, well, then you got to you got to do by Marine right. Corps standard. Right, and I, I think that's probably eventually going to happen. Yeah, like the Marine, yeah, well, it, the Marines like solve a lot of your problems. They just make you do stuff. And if <laughs> the Marine Corps ever figures out, hey, we don't want anybody walking around with a a bad looking cover again. Ha! We're going to put one of them cover bags in their sea bag issue. Yeah. That's it. That'll solve that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, then they won't have to walk around with it in, in, in you in their, with their bent arm and hand, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, so what are some of your numbers that you, you can share with us or just to give us a perspective on how successful the cover bags? Been? Uh, well, to be honest, the, 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 the company's not openly for sale. So I'm not really in tune exactly with the numbers, but I've been trying to get in with the Navy exchange. Um, the, the last gentleman that worked there, he didn't really understand like how the cover bag was an amazing piece of gear. Um, but the one, the one uh, gatekeeper, they're right? starting to get the memo now. And the main number I've been talking with them is like, Hey, do you know, I, I do over six figures worth of business with the MCX at the Navy exchanges of which there is many, many, many more. Uh, can you imagine how good this would do, uh, if it was available, yeah. um, to the Navy firsthand? Wow. And then retail, you know, I do, I do a lot more business retail than I do wholesale. So, wow, dude, that's awesome. Business is good. You're always going to need to protect that cover. And like I said, the the parents and uh, girlfriends, wives, and grandparents are on Facebook talking about what needs to be on a cover bag, and they're like, "What's a cover bag? Is that a hat bag? Is that a hat cover?" And then there I am. My website just gets the pinks. Yeah, um, you know, it's like that the old. You know, the old Henry Ford story where he says, well, if, some, if I had asked the customer what they wanted, they would have said a faster horse, you know, or right. there's a quote similar from Steve Jobs. Like sometimes the customer doesn't really know what they're looking for or what they need until they see it. And right. It's, it's, or my it's, favorite, it you can have any color car you want as long as it's black. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. One too. yeah, the other Henry Ford one. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> um, the cover bag's kind of like that because if you said, what's one of the biggest, you know, you know, pain in the ass things you do, you deal with, with your uniform. Nobody would have said, Oh, I wish I had something to carry my cover in. I mean, hardly anybody would have said that, but when they see, when they see the cover bag, they're like, Oh yeah, I want one of them. Cause I, that yeah. is a pain point for me. I just never realized that there would be as ever a solution for it. Yeah, no, it's, it's a no brainer. And, and like people that aren't, you know, actively using the cover, like the parents can figure out that a cover bag's a great idea. Um, and the other thing is, you know, moms don't want to be buying their kids, you know, whiskey flasks and <laughs> knives. <laughs> like, they'd rather buy them something uh, practical yeah. that they're not going to put alcohol in or possibly shank somebody with. So it's uh, <laughs> it works out pretty good to get them a cover back. And embroidery. Everybody loves embroidery. Like it's like a yeah. Oh, and like, there's a real nice cool. big that's surface a nice looking area. Towel. Now that it's got your name on it, oh, I gotta have that. Yeah. Uh, the, the embroidery thing for the cover bag is when it really exploded. Yeah. And there's a nice big surface area on the thing for plenty of embroidery. Yeah. You can. Yeah. Make, you can put, you can put whatever you want on there. Thing, I mean, yeah. it takes a while. If you come up with a design and you want me to put it on there, that takes a little more time, a little more involved, but I got plenty of patch choices and uh, you can put whatever name you want on there. Nicknames. Like if, if people get too wrapped up uh, in what name they want in there or what order, I'll be like, does your, does your son have a pretty cool nickname? They're like, Oh yeah, we call him Sparky. I'm like, well, this is easy. 
<laughs> there you go. <laughs> Sparky will cool on that bag, regardless as long, know, of his real name. As long Sparky may not want the Marine Corps to know that you call him that, though. You see. Yeah, it's, well, that makes it even better. It's, and it's like definitely going on there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. People think pilots choose their own call signs. Usually yeah. your call sign results out of something that was thoroughly embarrassing for you. And you yeah, have to live with the rest of your definitely family. not the fact in the Halo community. I can be <laughs> confident in stating that. Oh uh, yeah. So uh, I was. Let me go go back to the fact that you're. This is still made, made, manufactured, and produced in the U.S. Right? No. Oh no. Uh, it was made in New Jersey for. I think I did it for almost five years, uh, and it was. I was not a priority. Yeah. Uh, with the manufacturer. Uh, there was a number of things that just eventually it didn't work. Um, and then through my network, I ran into a, a retired Navy captain uh, that lived in Annapolis, him and his wife, and they had been importing for years. And then as soon as I got my first quote from them, I was like, Whoa, looks like this isn't going to be a, yeah. you know, just a non money making hobby anymore. Like this, this has wheels. And that was the, that was the beginning. I mean, I tried and one of the funny, um, I don't know if funny is the right word, but I was talking to this one prospective customer and I was saying, well, sir, I'm made in the U S and he goes, Murph, I'll be honest with you. I don't care. He goes, if I only sold products that were made in the U S I'd sell soda and, uh, gum. But I don't. I sell millions of dollars of merchandise right. that's not made in the U.S. And I'm like, okay, that that was a pretty good stern uh, kind of admonishment for that. Yeah. Uh, and then I've kind of pivoted from that conversation. You know, like we were talking about Shark Tank before we hit the record button. And I've seen people on Shark Tank that are so headstrong, devoted to this will be made in the U.S. no matter what. And it's like... Good on you, man. I mean, that's if you can pull it off, if you can make it and then be competitive, then then more power to you, buddy. But through the Amazon experience, there were several products I tried. Uh, I'm going to try to make this in the U.S. I'm going to go downtown and we're all in the manufacturing and try to. I'd the, I'd get the door slammed in my face. Nobody wanted to talk to me. Uh, you know, like we were trying to make a, a simple bath pillow, and. Right. companies wanted like 30 grand, 30, 40 grand for the initial mold. And it was only good for two or three runs. Then you're going to have to get an aluminum mold after that. And that's going to be 70 grand. And then I get on Alibaba and go to China and it's like 2,500 bucks for the first mold. Right. Uh, yeah. No, and it's, it's, and it's phenomenal. It's like, it's amazing how much uh, people don't want to make money sometimes. Yeah. Um, but now, now I've got like some track record and I can show them the numbers. I'm like, Hey, listen, it's okay if you don't get this because there's thousands of thousands of people that do get it and they will buy it. And yeah. here's what they'll buy it for. Uh, if, if you're not into, into this, uh, let's save yeah. each other some time, but it's crazy. I mean, I've, I had a lot of people try to charge me exorbitant amounts of money for things. And it's just, it's not, it's not worth anybody's time. And my favorite, and we're talking about coming up with new ideas is Talk to a couple of patent attorneys. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. send us $10,000 and we promise you nothing. It's like, right. How, how can that be possible? And um, speaking of patents, I, another experience I had was 
and this goes back to what you just said. Some people are not in, they not interested in making money. And mm -hmm. they're, I was a member of uh, an inventors group in Kansas city when we lived there. And we moved down to Florida a couple of years ago. It was a great group of people that no kidding invented things and got patents on their products. And then they get a patent, they hang it on the wall and then that would be it. I'm like, yeah, but have you ever sold it? Are you making any money? No, no, I mean, uh, no, I got a patent on it. Like, okay, well, what's the point then if you're not, well, what's the point in having a patent on the wall if you're not ever able to sell it or make anything happen with it? And I had this one guy had a really cool idea. And I'm like, dude, you want to, I go, how many, oh, I've only made like 30 of them so far. I'm like, it's a great idea, man. We get this thing made, made over in China, throw it on Amazon. You can make a killing. Oh, I don't want it. I don't want it to be made in China. I don't want that. And I'm like, well, how many, how many do you, how many have you made? Like uh, 20 or 30. I just make them in my garage. It takes me about two, three weeks to make one. I'm like, and that's, and that's all you're doing. That's all you want to do. You don't want to. Yeah, okay, well, you know, everybody's got yeah. different levels of fulfillment. <laughs> Putting a patent on your wall, I guess, is one of them. Yeah. Um, but what I what I hate, too, is when you're out there, you know, marketing your wares is when you get involved with, you know, a hurdle. And it's somebody that works for the company, the potential buyer that doesn't really they're not incentivized by making that company more money. Right. So they're just the middleman. Right. but they don't get any real value personally from that company now offering coverbacks. So it just seems like, Oh, a new vendor. Oh, a new account. Oh, it's like, can I talk to somebody who has to pay bills around here? Right. Cause what I'm going to do by getting all my stuff to you on time, uh, and it's going to be outstanding and you're going to love the way it's packaged and you're never going to have a complaint because I've had like three in 12 years is this company's going to make more money, but you always get stuck talking to somebody who's kind of like the screen that doesn't yeah. get it, how the whole big picture works. And that's frustrating too. Absolutely. And I, I say that this is one of those, the, the struggle we're talking about here is one of those things where veterans typically tend to shine because coming out of the military, they're used to dealing with institutions and roadblocks and dealing with people that are not bought into the, and, and learning how to navigate and get around those things and never take no for an answer. And that, that mission accomplishment mentality, like I'm getting this product made, whether you're going to be the ones to do it or somebody else. So if you're not doing it, right. I'm, I'm moving on to the next thing and, and never, never get out of step or slow down in accomplishing the goal. Oh yeah. It's, it's you, who's the guy. Yeah. Or, or, or who, who's the girl? We've got to make it go ahead. And so you figure it out. And you never want to bother the old man because as soon as you bother the old man, they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Um, so you figure out, is <laughs> is it the master guns? Is it the one that influences everybody? And a lot of times that's the case. Yep. Or is it the smartest guy in the building who's the guy that works at QA? He goes and talks to AMO, and now we got what we wanted. We just had to go in a funny way to get it. Yeah, yep. totally Absolutely. Yeah. Try to work within the chain of command. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. At all times. Yeah. And, and sometimes if you go to the old man, once he says no, then, then, then you're done and nobody can ever say yes at that point. So you, it's not right. always a good idea. To yeah. Go it's careful what you wish for. You go all the way to the top. <laughs> yeah. And you know, in the military, you, you pick up on that and you learn that over years and you take that into the civilian world. And it's not like civilians, pl plenty of civilians out there know how to get things done by any means. But I think that, in the military, you pack so much living and experience into a short amount of time. There's just, it's like the military is like living, it's like living at 10 times speed. 
of civilian life. It has been. Oh, completely agree. And like, there's, you know, people complain about corporate America. Uh, Like the military is one of the, you know, strictest bureaucracies on the planet. Like, (laughs) absolutely. (laughs) This means stop. This means no, you can't do this. Like, Basically, we're being told what not to do more than we're told what to do. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, get around that for us. I think yeah. once once we're uh, out of the services, we're a lot more keen to try to find another way. Yeah. So, so how do we find the cover bag if we're looking for one? So the website's easy: www.thecoverbag.com. Um, if you need it tomorrow, I actually still do business on Amazon. Uh, it's, it's funny we were talking about that because Amazon was e- instant street cred. Um, as soon as I went FBA on Amazon, then it was like, oh. And then people go to Amazon and they buy it there if they want it within, you know, 24 hours because that's the strength of Amazon. Oh, yeah. Um, which is kind of <laughs> is kind of uh, hurt expectation management, uh, management for everybody else that's slinging stuff on the internet. It's like, right. I ordered my, uh, my product three days ago and it hasn't shown up yet. I'm like, well, you live in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. <laughs> what, what, what questions do I have? Right. <laughs> yeah. like, even if I was trying to get there, I wouldn't be there yet. Um, <laughs> so, so there's that, but once people see it on Amazon, they realize, Oh, this is a legit thing. And they usually check the website to see, check prices. And then they see that you can get your name on it. You can get patches on it. A lot of people just buy it from the website either. But um, you can also get them at marineparents.com. You can also get them. Uh, Marlo White makes them available for the Army. Awesome. Um, oh, yeah. That's the Marlo with any White. Luck, in the next uh, couple months, I'll be available uh, with the Navy Exchange. Marlo White is a uniform manufacturer, right? Right. They're in Kansas. Yeah. Like, the, you know how you talked about the Are Marine they in shop? Leavenworth? Like, for a lot of Army folks, Marlo White is there. The Marine shop. Are they in Leavenworth? They are in Leavenworth. There's two things there. As far as I know, a prison and Marlow White. <laughs> there, there's five prisons there, by the way. Um, yeah, I was, I was at the army's command general staff college for three years. So my, my last three years in the Marine Corps. So I, I drove right past Marlow White all the time. It's, um, you know, military yeah, fa- dress family uniforms. run business. Awesome. Well, that, yeah, that's cool. They're, you they're, they're a pleasure to deal with. I, I enjoy them a lot. It was, uh, they didn't get it at first either. Um, but the second time I like went into their store in Virginia and I, I found the, uh, it was like the owner's name online. So I was like, is so-and-so here? They're like, she lives in Kansas. I'm like, you think you could get this to her? And I just dropped the bag off later. And then like two weeks later, I got uh, an email saying, do you know, we could really sell a lot of these. I'm like, well, that's why I dropped that one off. (laughs) That's why I had your name. I got all all kinds of weird grassroots marketing stories like that, where I'll just send somebody a cover bag with a note in it. It's like, like, what do you think of this? Yeah. Yeah. Like do you ever like, Oh, I'm going to send this to the owner. And so you have their name embroidered on it when you send it to them. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) No, I put people's names on bags all the time. Like, What is this? Yeah. And I've got another product called the, the chess candy tote where it holds all your ribbons and medals. And oh, like, yeah. that's, that's totally agnostic. So everybody would be into that. And I'll send that. Cause some people are like, well, I don't care about my cover ribbons and medals. Yeah. Those are a pain. <laughs> so the chest candy tote is a great piece of gear for just giving somebody out of the dark as well. Ah, no kidding. Yeah, another great idea. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That one, uh, that one I didn't come up with. I know, uh, two retired Navy chiefs that on my journey to get this thing off the ground, I actually reached out to them and I was like, Hey, 
I don't know if this is you being sold by this person, but if it's not, you're being ripped off because I bought one of your products and this looks an awful lot like it. And they were like, oh, that is our product. And then we developed this relationship to where, you know, now they don't, they're not into the making stuff and selling it business. So I took over their product. It used to be called the Keen Tote. I wasn't a big fan of the name. I changed it to the Chess Candy Tote. Oh, yeah, much and better. started selling three times as many of them like the next day. Yeah, everybody knows what Chess Candy is in the military. Yeah, so exactly. It's a no-brainer. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Murph, we're getting, unfortunately, we're getting towards the end of our time, and we go on for hours. But uh, um, I do want to give you the last word. Uh, and Usually I like to ask uh, at, at this point, um, you've crossed over into the realm of successful entrepreneurship. It's got to be a great feeling. Uh, doing six figures of business at the Marine Corps Exchange and much more to come in the near future, I'm sure. What, you know, if you're talking to somebody that's in the military, just got out, they're wanting to get into entrepreneurship, business ownership, what kind of advice comes to mind for them? So um, a a mentor of mine uh, said, you know, it's good to have many irons in the fire. Um, and that is a great tip because if you have many irons in the fire, you can kind of shift your focus, like on what you really are passionate about. Um, so through my journey, because I bought, you know, a couple investment properties as I got stationed here and stationed there and I've kept them, um, you know, now those places, you know, there's a significant difference between the rent and the mortgage each month. Uh, because of the, you know, the cover bag thing, just kind of going to the next website platform, <laughs> reaching out to this customer over time, you know, that now that's become a stream. And then, you know, when you retire, uh, that's a fantastic stream. Um, and then, you know, I just spent enough time coaching rugby where I got pretty good at it. And, you know, I went from being a volunteer to a paid head coach. That was another stream. And so this, this enables me to kind of do the things that I really am passionate about. Uh, So streams of income is key. Like, you know, you know, buying an investment property for somebody to live in and you making a hundred bucks a month doesn't sound very sexy at the beginning at all. But, you know, 15 years down the road, when you look at that mortgage balance, you look at what the rent is now, you're like, well, that was a pretty good idea at the time. And now that's another stream for me. So uh, the main thing I would say is like, you know, try to connect as many streams of income you can. Um, because, you know, re- if you can make it to retirement, that's amazing. And then the medical part's amazing. And you can really just focus on what you want to do and where to spend, spend your time. Awesome. Sage advice. Well, Murph, uh, you know, we look forward to your future success, you know, with, with coverback.com. Good luck with uh, coaching women's rugby at the Naval Academy. Uh, next time I'm perusing sports, I'll pay a little bit more attention if I see the uh, female rugby team at the academy playing. And uh, that's got to be, it's got to be a thrill. And it, I mean, it's, it's cool starting out as a volunteer and ultimately coming up as a, as a college. Yeah. It's amazing. Coach, you know? And yeah. uh, we're really good. Uh, so if you get, <laughs> awesome. if you get in here in Annapolis, uh, check navysports.com and come see us. You'll be uh, delighted. Nobody ever just goes to one rugby match. You go to one, you're like, I got to make sure I'm available for this again. So yeah, awesome, absolutely. And uh, thanks for having me. Thank you for what you do. This is this is a neat platform, a neat uh, message. Like for us, 
veterans. Like there's only so many people we can talk to where we don't have to explain the situation for 20 minutes uh, where this is one where you go on, you hear somebody talk and you're like, bing, 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 found my people. So exactly. thanks for what you do, man. It's pretty cool. Appreciate that, man. Loving it. You know, like I said, we're, we're, we're almost 10 years at this point and you, you know, just passed interview 500, you're number 502 and uh, looking forward to another 500 interviews. Awesome. Congrats. All right, Murph. These two Marines are Oscar Mike. Thank you for listening to Veteran on the Move, your pathfinder to freedom. If you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are always greatly appreciated. So until next time, this veteran is Oscar Mike.